Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Hello. Hello. We are back. Hello. One final World Cup podcast coming your way right now. Um, Get the obvious out of the way. Spain won the World Cup. Spain won the World Cup. Two for um, two. For yeah, us. we are. We are two for two in our World Cup predictions. I think people need to start listening to us and like, I don't know. We yeah. need, you know, what we really need to start. We just, just start betting on who's going to win the World Cup. No, we start putting because money then on we them. would start losing. You're probably right. But so. I just think we're, I, like, I've been pretty good at predictions in the last year. Like, I've done pretty well. Maybe you should bet on yourself. Maybe. Anyways. That being said, um, honestly, I don't even think there's that much in terms of talking points about the final itself. Um, at the end of the day, the better team won. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Spain um, was just better. Spain was better than England, period. Um, they were com- England was completely overrun in the midfield. I think that's maybe where you miss you know, Beth Mead and Fran Kirby in particular, but, um, like, we, we'd sort of, like, given some, some potential for, uh, you know, a head-to-head if Kara Walsh versus Aitana Bomati. Poor Kara Walsh, like, didn't, like, barely saw the ball. Um, yeah, honestly, yeah. Like, I... The most, I think, honestly, the most sort of like the harshest indictment I can make on this England team is that there are several players that I forgot were playing. Yeah. Um, Georgia Stanway yeah. totally forgot she was on the field. Like, yeah. as I was watching the game, after the game, like, I keep forgetting that she played. Yeah. Uh, that's how, like, pointless the midfield was I thought Alessia Russo because the midfield was overrun Alessia Russo was kind of just stranded very um, very stranded I agree top, she didn't really have much to work with um Lucy I've been seeing Lucy Bronze get a little bit of stick and I'm kind of two minds on, on it because on the one hand I think Lucy Bronze has had an incredible career she has been very, very good. I personally think it's been a couple of years since she's been really, really good. I think she is at the end of her career and whatever. But people, and so on the one hand, I'm like, she's been doing this a long time she knows what she's doing she's played at the top level for all the top teams you know this is a player that we're talking about who's played for both Lyon and Barcelona she's won multiple Champions Leagues yeah like she's she's a legit a legit player for sure people also like are rubbed the wrong way by her I personally am not really rubbed the wrong way by her but I can see why some people are 
um, just because she she talks she she chats a lot basically for oh yeah you know, I personally don't think she says anything worth being upset about but some people do um, but the reason she is a talking point is because of the way that Stain scored their goal um, which yeah. is Lucy Bronze did something that Lucy Bronze often does, which is come from her position as an outside back and drive into the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple things happen. Most of the time, she does this. She, for the record, she does this all the time. Like she does all this the time. constantly. Yeah, she does it for England. She does it to Barcelona. For Barcelona, she did it for City when she played for City. She did it for Lyon when she played for Lyon. Like she literally does this all the time. It's one of, like, the trademarks of the Lucy Bronze game. And she generally does it pretty effectively. She sort of drives the ball from outside back into the midfield role, and she either beats a player or two and then distributes the ball and returns back to her position. You know, that's kind of what she does. She does it very successfully. She's done it successfully for a long time. Obviously, it doesn't work 100% of the time. She sometimes loses the ball when she does that or she misplaces her pass or whatever. In this particular occasion, she does it. She gets dispossessed. Spain bombs forward and takes advantage of the space that Lucy Bronze has left behind. Yeah. Because there is now no outside defender over there, essentially. Um, on the England's right side. So the left back um, from Spain is who care- ends up with the ball in that space. Uh, Olga Carmona, um, who, as we know, scores the game-winning goal on this play. Now... There's a couple things to consider when you talk about is it Lucy Bronze's fault that this goal happened. On the one hand, yeah, she lost the ball and they exploited a space that she would have been in, right? Or like yeah. her technical On the other hand, there's three or four defend like English defenders still behind the ball. Alessio Russo should maybe be a little bit more cognizant of the fact that Lucy Bronze has vacated that space and yeah. fill it in a little bit better. I this up just because there's a whole lot of there's a nasty subset of Lioness fans who are being rather nasty towards Lucy Bronze, um, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate and unnecessary in my personal opinion. Because yes, that is the goal that they lost the game on, but England were just outplayed for the entire. Yeah, I don't think you can be like game. this was the turning. Like this was. Like, if it hadn't been then, it if it if it had been like time. a closer game, and for some reason, like, if that had been like the only look Spain had gotten that goal, like, that's a or different if story, England had but... been looking any kind of threatening, like, yeah, like I'm thinking back on it a couple days later, and like, I think there was one maybe off the crossbar. I yeah. think from Lauren Hemp. I think Lauren Hemp hit one off the crossbar. Yeah. And that's like the only like time I remember being like, oh shit. Like the last couple of minutes were tense because there were 13 minutes of extra time. And, you know, so it was it was tense at the end there because, you know, England were obviously pulling everything they had forward. But to be honest, I never felt like they looked particularly threatening. Um I've heard people say it's the first time England had a real challenge in this World Cup. I don't know if I personally agree with that. 
in the sense that I think they've played some tough teams along the way. Um, but nonetheless, they didn't turn up. I don't think they played the best that that 11 has to offer. Yeah. I don't think Serena, I don't know that if it was Serena Weigman couldn't make the you know tactical changes that she want she wanted to or she got it wrong or or what, but it just did not did not come off for them at all. I've seen a couple English fans whining about the referee. I'm what? genuinely not sure why. Um, I like I can't figure it out. I'm like, are you mad about the PK call? Because like it's a tough one. I'll give you that. Like it's a it's a tough one. She's I don't think Kira Walsh is any intent to hit the ball with her hand there. It is, you know, it's by her side, but it is away from her body and it clearly impacts the flight of the ball. Yeah. And also at the end of the day, like they didn't score off that PK. Yeah. Yeah. So like even if it was wrong, which I don't think you can say definitively that it was an incorrect call. No. They didn't win or lose off that call. And I'm not sure what else there is to be upset about. I don't feel like the refereeing impacted the game much at all. Um, no, I agree. I there thought really she wasn't did, much going on. She did a pretty good job. Like yeah, I feel like it was relatively uh, decent. Like I don't I don't think I think the PK was the only big decision that she had to make. I don't think anything else was I think it was overall a pretty clean game, nothing really yeah, controversial. Like anything, and at the end of the yeah. day, I think she took too long to make the PK decision. I think she should have decided oh, yeah. to pass her. We had talked about but this. Like, but like also there were thirteen minutes of extra time. So if your gripe is that it took too long, there was a whole I lot of I think that Yeah. So like I don't really know. I, I genuinely don't know what their beef is, like why they're mad about it. I guess it maybe because it's the only thing that you could be really be mad about in the sense that like sometimes you just admit that your girls got outplayed and you you move on. You know, it, it happens. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I mean I think this Spain team is great. Um I think the unfortunate reality of the situation of the last couple of days since the World Cup final. Um, which I think we would be negligent if we did not discuss. Absolutely. Um, is the mess that has continued to unfold with the Spanish Federation since they yeah. have won the World Cup. Yeah. Um, galvanized, of course, by the president of the Spanish Federation kissing Jenny Hermoso on the lips unprovoked like uninvited on stage during the medal like while giving shaking hands and giving medals yeah um on live television don't really understand like what could have compelled him to do this because like no truly cannot gonna see like and it and it's honestly even more alarming than the act in and of itself in the sense that if he felt comfortable doing that on stage next to the princess of spain he's standing next to the spanish princess yeah and queen but directly next to the princess but two over from the queen on international television yeah it is absolutely horrifying to think what might be going on when there are no cameras 
I I absolutely one hundred percent agree. And we've just been we've just you know found out of a couple hours ago um, that Jenny Hermoso in uh, in sort of in Congress with her union, the Spanish Players Union, um, and her agency are pursuing some kind of action against him. We don't know exactly what that will be just yet, but she is not. But it gets even messier because immediately following this, of course, there's a social media outrage being like, what the fuck? Because what the Because fuck? what the fuck? And the next day, the the Spanish president president says like, oh, like, you know, we're very good friends, like, it was consensual, like, blah, 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 like, and then the Spanish Federation releases a, stadia, a statement seemingly from Jenny Hermosa saying, everything's fine, it's all good. We then find out that was not a statement from Jenny Hermoso. The Federation just made that up. Uh, yeah. Because everybody was confused because Hermoso had said in the minutes after the event, I did not like that. Right. Um, obviously, she released her own sort of statements in conjunction with her agency and uh, her union today, um, confirming essentially that she didn't say that. There's also reports coming out that he, he released it, the president released a video um, apologizing, sort of-ish, vaguely, for the incident. Um, there's now reports coming out that he, like, begged Hermoso to be in the, in the video that Jorge Vilda, uh, the Spanish coach, if you're not familiar with him by name, who has a horrific reputation in himself, mm-hmm. um, was pressuring family members of Jenny Hermoso to get her to be in this video. She was not in the video, for the record. No, no she was uh, not. So all this is happening. And at this point, I've seen the Prime Minister of Spain has called for his resignation. Um, the Players Union in Spain has called for his resignation. The Liga F, which is... Yeah. The Spanish the Women's Spanish League. Women's League, League, aka La Liga for women, has called for his re- resignation. Um, I've seen a couple, and and that's just the big, big ones. Um, FIFA Pro, which is the FIFA Players Union, um, has released a statement condemning it and 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 basically saying we are watching very closely to what is about to happen to see if we need to get involved Uh, frankly i think fifa as a whole needs to get involved um, yeah um, we have seen that the federation has called a spanish federation has called an emergency meeting for friday so we will see what comes out of that quite frankly there is no alternative to him being removed like there's absolutely there is no other option that is the only option yes um, the only bright side of this situation, um, is that he's dreadful and this gives, a 
a good sort of not that they should need a, re a reason like this not should, that it should come to this but it gives um a really firm leg for the players to stand on to demand his removal the president and he is the primary one of the primary people that have been protecting Jorge Vilda um, and given Vilda's involvement in this it could give them the best leverage to get rid of Vilda as well. That's kind of the only positives to take away from that. And that's what's going to happen. I mean, I think if in the end uh, he is, the president is removed and Vilda is, moves on, um, so to speak, then that's the best possible outcome for a number of reasons. But the whole situation is just, it's dreadful because one, we're now sitting here talking about this rather than the fact that Aitana Bomati should win the Bond or and that this team is very young and most of these players will we'll be, be back. back at the next Oh, Cup. yeah. And, you know, that week, there's a million other things we could be talking about with this Spanish team and we are not talking about them because this has happened mm -hmm. and that's i don't understand how the spanish federation as a whole has no shame over this like how do you just not feel so incredibly embarrassed that your women's team have just won the World Cup for the first time ever. You've just become the second country ever to have both your men's team and a women's and your women's team win the both have won World Cups. Mm -hmm. The only other country who's done that is Germany. Yep. So you've just become the second to ever do something. One of the the second youngest team to ever win a women's world cup. The youngest was Japan in 2011, in case mm -hmm. you're wondering. Um but and, and you've got two of the current best players in the world on your squad mm -hmm. and several who are sort of up, up and coming, you know, stars. I talk about Monty's our age. She's 25 years old. Yeah, I had to look that up while I was watching the game. And then I was like, oh, damn. I read a Players Tribune thing for her talking about being what is uh, how old she was in a given year and i was like i was that old in a given year and then i was like oh god she's the same age as us um yeah but that's, scary. that's an aside um point being essentially that what should be a a celebration and a a sort of moment for global recognition and praise and and you know sort of celebration and moment for Spain and, and for these women on the same Spanish team and for Jenny Hermoso specifically um, has turned into this. Now Jenny Jenny I mean at least publicly seems like she's doing our, just fine on a, on a personal level. Um, she recreated Messi's bed World Cup photo. Uh, oh, she's yeah. been in Ibiza the last couple of days so I think She's living her best life as much as she can with the situation on. And it sounds like she trusts her union and her, and that is why she, she is trusting her union and her agent, her agency to, um, to take care of the situation. But yeah, it's, it's a wreck. It's real. Yeah. 
it's a real darn shame that we're talking about it instead of 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 all the football that's been played. But I don't want to end on that note. I want to just re- reflect on the World Cup as a whole. Yes. Um, yeah. I think it's been. I feel <laughs> part of me feels like for the U.S. audience, it feels like it's a shame that it was in Australia, New Zealand. Because I feel like a lot of people who are more casual soccer fans who maybe usually watch the Women's World Cup, um, there's a there's a lot of them who didn't this year, just given when it was. Yeah, it was difficult. Um, it was hard to. And I can't even blame them. It was difficult. I didn't watch very many games live. There's a no, I, I can didn't count watch probably, almost any games live. Watched a handful, but most of them I watched as replays and that's just not something that casual fan usually does and so it's a little bit of a shame in that sense but that's pretty much it and that's only for you know sort of u.s based fans um they broke obviously this is the first 32 team world cup it was by far the most competitive world cup we have ever seen um you know the deficits one of the worst Def, gold like gold deficits in the tournament was when Spain lost to Japan for nothing and then Spain yeah. won the tournament that was yeah. one of the worst gold deficit gold deficit games in the whole tournament it wasn't the worst but it was one of the worst it's one of them you know so it's just it's been Megan Rapino did an article with the athletic and I didn't read the whole thing but I saw a couple of quotes and she essentially talked about she said something along the lines of if if other programs getting proper investment and care and money and respect, if other women's programs getting those things means that we lose our advantage, we're okay with that. Yeah. Um, and I think that is, you know, and I think that sums up my personal feelings on it as well. Obviously, I am, you know, we're Americans. I'm a U.S. Uh, U.S. Women's National Team fan. I, I always will be. I'm always going to root for them first, um, you know, against whoever they're playing. But I think the the beauty of the women's game that tends doesn't feel the same in the men's game is this sort of sense of community. And then ultimately, at the end of yeah. the day, everybody is rooting for everybody else mm-hmm. um, in a I way agree. that 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 isn't happening sort of at any level in the men's game. Like um, now, of course there are rivalries in women's soccer, us Sweden, of course, I sense a little bit of one coming from us, the U S and the Dutch. Um, obviously England and France are never going to like each other. Germany, you know, Spain and England. I have a feeling this is going to become a thing because, you know, England oh. beat Spain in the euros yeah. last year. And now Spain have beat like this is gonna be like a little. It's exciting. I would say like you it know? is exciting to start getting those. Like yeah, it's very exciting to start seeing these rivalries build. But I think you also see like yes, the U.S. and Sweden have this rivalry, right? They've had it. That's not new. This has been a rivalry for quite some time. They meet all the time at major tournaments. But you saw after after Sweden beat the U.S., Kozvaraslani said, "Don't talk shit about the U.S. players." Like, yeah. you know, so there's there's rivalry, but the end of the at the end of the day, it's it's all rivalry based in respect. And I think at the end of the day, the vast majority of these players simply want themselves, their teammates and their opponents to be given the resources and the opportunities to be the best that they can be and then compete on that level Yeah, where they can, yeah. they are all in the same. I 
at the end of the day, the U.S. doesn't want to compete against teams who have no resources. That's not fun. That's not good competition. That's not good sport. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you want them playing against teams that have proper, you want everybody playing against teams with proper investment and funding and, and, you know, sort of. Yeah. Support behind them. And I think we've seen the most of that this year than ever, but obviously we've seen there's still a long way to come. Um, I think, you know, I'm excited to see how everything, you know, moves on. They set attendance records at this World Cup. Um, they're going to send, I think they're going to continue to set attendance records. Unfortunately, we somehow do not yet know where the 2027 World Cup is going to be. Um, yeah. But uh, we'll just, we. I don't think we're going to find out until May, I think it is. They said that that's going to be officially decided. Into but, the future, um, yeah. But we'll see. But you know, it's it's a really exciting time to be a fan of, of women's soccer. I think, um, and I think if you if you if this was your sort of first World Cup women's World Cup that you were paying attention to, um, I really, 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 really encourage you um, to a go if you're in the U.S. go see your local nwsl team tickets are usually really inexpensive i'm trying to get a group together to go to the spirit this weekend um tickets are only 15 dollars, so you know it's fun it's good sport um and not very expensive so if you have a local team i encourage you to go see them but i you know also all of these players that you watched and enjoyed and that we all watched and enjoyed they play for teams somewhere yeah. Um, many of them in, in Europe, many of them in, in England and Spain and France. Um, but there are, you know, there's a lot of really great teams. Women's have a Champions League. The women have, you know, there's women's versions of pretty much anything they have you might watch. Basically in everything. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much they, anything you might watch in really men's caught up well football. And, yeah. Women have it all as well. And most of the time it's the same team. So if you have a men's team in, in Europe, they that men's team probably has a women's team. Um, particularly if you're in, in England, um, that's not necessarily the case. Some of the other clubs in, in other countries, um, but depending on what it is, they might. Um, if you're a Bayern Munich fan, Bayern Munich has a women's team. Um, Georgia Stanway of England plays uh, for Bayern um, Munich's women's harder team. harder now on Bayern Munich as well? Well, harder did go, just go to to uh, Bayern Munich as well. If you are, here's a good one. If you're a Chelsea fan women and are you are miserable good. as a men's Chelsea fan, you should start watching your women's team because they're very good. I will <laughs> say, I will just say to any Chelsea fan who's like, what? I did survive off of the Arsenal's women's team for years as the men sucked. And the women were fantastic. So I'm just saying it's good practice. Absolutely. Or if you want to watch a league where Man City doesn't dominate every year. Um, Thank God. Watch yeah, the WSL. Watch the WSL. City is too fair. City is a good team. They do challenge, but they are not the top group. Um, the top group, really, the top two teams in the Women's Super League, if you are interested, are Arsenal and Chelsea. Um, Arsenal will be better when half our team doesn't have torn ACLs. But you know what? The, the season doesn't start for another month and change, so 
No, that is actually very good for Miedema and Beth Mead, honestly. It's looking pretty good for Beth Mead. It's what we like but... to see. And I keep forgetting that we got Russo. So. And Alessia Russo is now... Uh, I'm yeah, not sure how they're going to swing that once Miedema comes back, but I'll let them figure that one out. Yeah, it's fun. Not our job, but uh, arguably the best, one of the best coaches in the world, one of the best, probably the best coach in the women's game, coaches, uh, coaches Chelsea. Yes. Um, our girl. She's quite, she's quite, quite good. Uh, but yeah, anyway, moral of the story is we really hope you enjoyed the World Cup as much as we did, even if you didn't watch them live and like us, you were watching replays. Um, and that you continue to watch women's soccer wherever you may find it. Um, if you watch men's soccer watch and you watch, it's definitely become easier to watch. A lot of women's soccer is available, honestly, like for free. <laughs> you can find a lot of it for free. I watch um, Champions League have, games for free on YouTube. Yeah, and if you have, a lot of it's for free on YouTube. Um, and if you have Paramount Plus, because uh, you watch the men's Champions League, that is where all the NWSL games are. Uh, so you can watch all the NWSL games on Paramount Plus. WSL um, games on there too. They might be, yeah. I think they are. I think they, are. yeah. That sounds great. I don't really know where I watch the WSL games. Honestly, I don't remember. It's been a long time. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. There's, it's not, it's not very difficult to find, um, you know, and it's worth it. It is very really, worth it. Yeah. It's really, really good. It's especially, I mean, I, I am guilty of not really watching the NWSL, um, but the European teams are really, it's good soccer to watch. It's really entertaining. I also want to say for those of you who are quote unquote Euro snobs, um, of which I also claim that title. Um, the NWSL is not like the ML. No, no, it's not. Um, no, it's absolutely not. <laughs> it is. It is in and of itself a top league. Yeah. Um, and in fact, one of the Spanish players just left a Spanish team for the NWSL. Uh, Esther Gonzalez just joined um, Gotham. Yeah. As of yes, today. I don't watch the NWSL because of the reasons why I don't watch the MLS. I just don't watch it because I can't watch too many different leagues. Otherwise, my head would explode. So I have to pick and choose sometimes. And if Philadelphia ever got a women's team, you know, maybe I would care. But yeah, I'm I'm campaigning so hard. I kind of flip-flop. I'm a fake NWSL fan in the sense that I kind of flip-flop between Gotham because they have really cool colors and the spirit because I'm the DMV. Um, Anyways, Fine. support your support some women's soccer. Get in Philadelphia some female sports teams. Come get on, Philadelphia some female sports teams. Uh, and great. I think I think that really wraps up our our World Cup. You know, goodness. Um, we probably won't be talking women's football again for about a month or so. Um, yeah, until European. Yeah, until the European League started get started again. Um, because while I will watch the NWSL, you don't watch the NWSL, so we will not really discuss it. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Although that's okay. Um, we we have to commit. We have to draw a line somewhere. We talk about so much stuff. I know we've been Um, talking about the MLS too much recently, so we gotta pare ourselves down. 
Yeah, um, but we will we'll be back to our reg- regularly scheduled uh, Premier League, um, et cetera, et cetera, uh, starting up again next week. Um, yeah, any last words? No, it's been a really good World Cup. It feels like we like did two like so quickly, and I guess we did yeah. some like they were only like about like well, I don't know like seven months apart. Yeah. And I was realizing we have to gear up for both Euros and the Olympics next year. So yeah, it's funny we like really didn't get a break from soccer this year. Yeah, um, like it usually like- it feels like I'm I'm chomping at the bit by August, like waiting for soccer to start up again because there would be like tournaments towards the beginning of the summer, like the you know the the Concacaf Champions League or whatever it is. Um, yeah. or CONCACAF League of Nations whatever they're called um, stuff like that and then we won't really see anything for you know for all of July and this was so jam-packed and we've been so jam-packed that um, you like, know I, like, we didn't even realize the Premier League was starting when the World Cup was starting or was like in the midst it's been yeah. a lot it's been a lot of soccer and as you we were saying there's going to be a lot of soccer in the coming months because the international breaks are going to be qualifying for these summer tournaments that are going to be happening and then yeah the summer is just going to be full of euros men's euros in the in the olympics i assume they're doing those like in june and the olympics will be like in august but yeah it's gonna be you know it's gonna be a chaotic time i'm excited um i think it'll be good it'll be fun should be fun i mean no one can ask for but, less soccer so yeah I mean things will will sort of calm down into sort of something that feels much more familiar to us now um, obviously with going back into the regular season um, of the men's leagues uh, the the routine of that while it's a lot of soccer is, is much more familiar to us so um, yeah we'll be back at that and be yeah back to you next week sounds good well it was a wonderful world cup so exciting um and yeah we will get back to you with all the club football that is coming your way fast and furious um so you'll hear from us then that's all for this week we'll see you next week on kicking balls